The Healthy Charleston podcast is brought to you by Made to Move Physical Therapy. Made to Move Physical Therapy specializes in helping you get out of pain and get back to doing what you love. We offer relationship-oriented, one-on-one, individualized care to all of our clients, and we believe in putting the patient's needs first. If you'd like to work with me or any of our other physical therapists at Made to Move, check out the link in the show notes and get 10% off of your first session. We have locations throughout Charleston, Mount Pleasant, West Ashley, Somerville, and Daniel Island. Don't waste another day stuck in your pain. Follow the link and schedule an appointment today. Welcome to the Healthy Charleston Podcast, where we help you take ownership of your health and fitness. My name is Hannah, and I am here to be your source of accurate health and fitness information while spreading awareness about all of the different health and fitness resources available to you in the Charleston area. Be sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. I hope you enjoy the show. What's up, Charleston? I got something a little different for you today. So I talk a lot with coaches, trainers, and health professionals on this podcast, and Caitlin Clancy was inspired to talk about her experience as a client of those health professionals. Caitlin wanted to share her story of how fitness and lifting weights has impacted her life. She's been strength training a little over a year, and she's made huge progress physically and mentally, and she wants to share her journey in hopes to inspire others. Before we start, please subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Now on to the show. What's up, Caitlin? Thank you so much for coming on the Healthy Charleston podcast. Oh, I'm excited to be here. Sorry you had to deal with some traffic. Oh, yeah, but that's 526. That's classic. Everyone yeah. who listens to this <laughs> has been on that bridge, probably. Oh, yeah. And it's um, it's hit and miss. And when it's miss, it's it's fun. It's bad. <laughs> I literally plan my day around like, well, I don't want to be on the bridge at that time. I don't want to be on the bridge at that time. Oh, yeah. But I think that's just everywhere. I mean, I live downtown and it's still... Yeah. Yeah. I think we're just spoiled because we think we live in a small town, Mm -hmm. but we don't anymore. Yeah. And like, you know, Atlanta and Charlotte and New York and San Diego, like all these big cities, like you're used to sitting in traffic. Yeah. But here it's like, oh my God, I sat in traffic for 20 minutes. I know. My friends that live in those big cities, they're like, "Mm, I traveled an hour to work today to be 20 miles. I can't imagine that lifestyle. (laughs) It's not for me. No, definitely not. So let's start with, can you just tell me what inspired you to come onto the podcast today? Yeah, I think I um, stumbled upon it just obviously scrolling through social media, but started listening to a couple of episodes. A couple of people I know actually have been on, and so I listened to their podcast. But more specifically, I just wanted to kind of give a different perspective. I know that you have a lot of people that have careers in the health and wellness industry and fitness industry come on and talk about like what they have to give, and I want. To, to kind of give a different perspective as I'm not in the, that those industries that what you all are doing is making an impact and it's something that people like myself are super grateful for. That's awesome. So you're a client of a lot of the people that have been on the podcast. Yes, yes. Specifically, I've Chad Reese is my personal trainer, the best in the world and um, obviously super grateful for him. I've worked also with R- Rachel at Made to Move and um, I go to Ethos, so... You're in the mix. Yeah, in the mix. Yes. (laughs) So can you tell me just like, let's take it back. And how did you get introduced to fitness and weightlifting and Chad and ethos? Like, where did this all start? I guess like prior to July of last year of 2020, 
one, I was really like, I mean, I was, fitness was a, if I have time or maybe sprinkle it in here. I've been to a couple local gyms um, and I did yoga here and there and like your work schedule for me would always come first and then like fitness, if I could make it work outside of like hanging out with people or spending time with my boyfriend at the time, like I would sprinkle it in. But then last year I went through a breakup and so I wasn't able to really, I, I kind of hit hit a wall after that. And so um, my mentor actually in October of last year was just like, you know, Kate, I, you're just not doing very well. Like um, she was, she, she did say, she was like, I'm a bit worried actually. And so like here I'm like gifting you like a month of personal training, you know? And so like, I hadn't even considered that. I was still trying to like get myself together. And so I went and then I did personal training there and I had met Chad. We knew each other through like actually working some events. Um, and so I saw that he was at Ethos and I had toured Ethos when it was still being built. And I was going in in November when it opened, I took the classes and I already felt like super good about it. Like everyone was so lovely there. And I live downtown. So I was like, Chad, like, are you open to personal training? And that started it. And so it's been history ever since. So when you were like dealing with all this, your mentor was like, hey, Caitlin, I'm worried about you. I want you to try this. Mm -hmm. But what all had you already tried? Yeah, I tried like group fitness and the classes at some gyms around here. I'd done yoga um, and I do love yoga. I go to Kate Moon. She is amazing. The weight room was like a no. Like I'd never, I don't even know if I even knew how to like make things like put weights on or like how things are supposed to work or, or whatever. And so like, that was definitely not in, not in, in my cards yet. Yeah. It's interesting though. Like you were going through this big change, mm-hmm. like probably like mental health was just all over the place yeah. and like physical health with that. Oh yeah. And so like, I, I feel like in most situations, in most cases, like people don't reach for the weight room or for fitness. Like mm. they reach for something else yeah. or they they try th- to fix their problems another way. Mm-hmm. And so it's cool to see that you were like, no, I need to improve my health. I need to do this. And that your mentor also saw that of like, you improving your health is ultimately going to improve your life. Yeah. No, I think that you have to learn that um, when you battle depression. I mean, like there were days that like I could not get up off the floor, you know, and like I felt that low and that like unworthy because everything that you understood about how life was going to be or or how for me, like I had worked really, really hard in my career and I worked like what I thought to be like my butt off and tried to find success there when all that security and what you thought was going to carry you to the next chapters in your life goes, then you're like kind of left with this, like, who am I? Like, I, that's what I was forced to to figure out. Like, what do I want to do? Who do I want to be? Where, like, where am I going? And so it can be kind of, I remember I said it to like my mom, like you break and you've got all these pieces and now you've got to put them back together and the work is putting them back together in a better way. So obviously what I was doing before was not the best. So like 
I got to go inside and look inside and what's going to make me better. And I would, I knew my health was not, not doing well. Like I got finally into therapy. Um, and so like I figured out that like my mental, I was definitely depressed and definitely battling anxiety. And so you got to use the tools to help you work through those problems. And fitness is by far one of the, and weightlifting is by far one of the like shining tools right now that helps me get through. Yeah. How long do you feel like you had been dealing with these things before you realized that you were dealing with these things? It's funny. I asked uh, my mom and my ex at the time, like, when did they start to see like a change in me? Like when I started to be anxious, I think that I've always been an anxious person. Um, I think that I read a book called Bravey by Alexi Pappas. I think everyone should read it. I finally felt seen um, that like my anxiety is the reason I was successful, right? Because I would not stop. Like I would, I would kept going. Like I would never say that it was good enough and I would never give myself props. I'd be like, oh, check, I did that. Or gosh, if I just worked a little bit harder, I could be this, you know? And so I think I battled anxiety for forever, but it carried me like, I got into the legal world, into the legal profession. My previous boss, I was serving her husband coffee at Starbucks and they took the risk in hiring me and I worked my way up. I mean, I was in trial, a two week trial in Charleston County, two and a half months into becoming a paralegal and absolutely lost and like, and they, and I just learned that way. Um, And I've worked really, really hard to be somewhat successful in my profession. So I think that anxiety I've always dealt with, like I've always... And before, I think high school athletics helped. Like I was in practices and like you play? being movement. Um, I played basketball and then soccer for a little bit, but soccer's not so great in, in Florida. So um, we moved on to basketball. <laughs> um, and so the depression, I think, came from the work that I do do. And um, so I work in a catastrophic injury law firm. And like, you know, like the things that you see, I mean, you see people at their worst. I mean, healthcare professionals also deal with it. I think, um, I mean, I'm dealing with a mom that's lost their child, you know, or somebody that's lost their, their limb and they're like, have lost all of their like reason to live, you know, and I'm not a trained, um, health professional and like, you're listening to 911 calls and you're listening, looking at autopsy photos and just like. I thought that if I work really hard and like I'm doing my best for my clients, but I, I, I put taking care of me aside and I just kind of like, you know, you lose yourself. And it was, um, I would be numb at the end of the day and like, just like non-functioning. And so I think for probably the depression, COVID didn't help at all. I didn't, some people, I think COVID was great for them. Like they got to slow down and like take a breather with work. Whereas like, I didn't feel like I got to do that or I was, it was an unsure time. And like, also like the news of, was filled with like negativity all the time. And like, who knows how to deal with a pandemic? I don't. And so <laughs> I think that that probably just continued to bear me deeper, deeper into depression, but I didn't know what it was. Like, I think that that's why I try to talk about it and especially I'm trying to present about it in the legal world, just like, so that I needed someone to tell me that like, that's not a long day. That's like, you're not doing well. So you coming out of the office feeling like you can barely like think straight or like not being able to, or wanting to have a conversation with your family at home or your loved one at home is not 
just like a long day at the office. And if those are stringed together, then like you got to check in with yourself. Yeah. It sounds like, especially like in, in the job that you do, there's so many things that are just considered like normal. We deal with this, Mm -hmm. but you had never been given any sort of resources or training. Not, not sure if you could really be trained on like learning how to handle those things, but like you were surrounded by people who were also experiencing really major life changes. Yeah. And just hearing their stories like constantly all the time mm-hmm. has got to be just so heavy because you want to help them. Oh, yeah. It's actually called compassion fatigue. It's like when you are just like so compassionate and wanting to help and want in, in you obviously, I can't empathize with these people, but I sympathize and like you overly do it too much and like you put your own problems like yes this person has gone through um something horrific but like i also have my own issues with myself my family my partner but i would put those on the back burner because oh gosh like they have gone through something like horrific so mine isn't as important right and that's not the truth that, that's not the case like drama is drama um problems are problems and you got to take care of you first before you can help someone else. Yeah. So you you aren't even really taking care of yourself the way that you needed to, but you were trying no. to take care of others. Correct. And then it sounds like, and I think this is something that like I can resonate with and probably so many other people is that this anxiety has probably fueled you and it's probably, yeah. you know, it's gotten to where you are today because yeah. it's always like, do more, not good enough, do more. And mm-hmm. there's an there's a side of that that's positive, that's useful. Correct. But then there's an edge. Right. To it when it never ends. Yeah. And then you hit a burnout. Yeah. Yeah. And burnout is real. Yeah. So, and I think that that's part of one of the life lessons I think that I've taken away from um, learning about my body and learning through fitness and um, weightlifting. Chad and I just spoke about it the other day. Like um, I'm I'm training for uh, high rocks. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, it's obviously an endurance in endurance race and learning to train for endurance is so much different than learning to train for weightlifting or just taking a rush class or, or whatever. And so like, it's actually quite difficult for me because you have to learn to go at 70% so that you can get better. Like if you're, or it, so, but if you go, like, if you go at a hundred percent, then you're ne- you're just running on fumes, you're gonna stall right? Out. Yeah. You're going to stall out. And so learning that, like, kind of like, just to like, take it slow and steady for a little bit will give you like so much more than just like, go, go, go. I what mean, that's metaphor. like my life, right? Like, I'm like, he's like explaining this to me the other evening. And I'm like, oh my God, that's also like my life, you know? Like, so you just, it's all about learning like where y- it's good for you. And then taking that. Yeah. Like finding a sustainable pace Mm -hmm. when I think so many of us in in society nowadays, like are at a hundred percent go, go, go all the time. And then you have to stop. Right. And then you crash. Right. If we were, you know, this sounds amazing at 70, 80% sustainable pace. It's not ever, you know, crazy rush. Then like you can, you can keep going and you don't have these big periods of depression, anxiety, burnout. I mean, I think all those things are probably inevitable and they're they're normal mm-hmm. as a part of the human experience, but then we don't go right back into 100% go, go, go. Right, exactly. And I think that the in in society we're like taught you got to keep going and you that's how you win and and I think that there's a time and place for that, you know, like um I idolize Kobe Bryant and a lot of sports figures um and so 
I get it. Like you got to put in the work, totally get that. But like putting in the work might be at 70% that week so that you can be, you can increase your, your value even more. And then you can go a little bit harder the next week. You know, it's just, it's, it's all about trying to learn, learn about that. That's why, I mean, one of my favorite soccer players, um, he says, and I say it all the time, um, on my, on my Instagram, it's, he says onwards and upwards, like onwards, like sometimes you can't always go upwards, right? So you just got to keep moving forward. And, and how are you going to do that at your best? And then so that we can't, or, and then sometimes you do go upwards. So it's just onwards and upwards. That's how I've tried to like move through, um, healing from this or getting stronger in my mental health. Kind of like just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Yeah. Sometimes you got to just keep swimming. You just keep swimming. And then you get, is, I mean, shoot, if you're just, if you are continuing to swim, you got to be getting stronger, right? So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So when was your first time officially lifting weights? Man, I think um, it was last October. Oh, man. It was like, I, I can't really describe it. Um, I had my first like training session and it was like, First, like the first hour that my mind like stopped, like I could, I was so focused on like having to lift something that like I had never done or try, I guess a move or a lift at that I had never done before, that it was finally a time that my mind could just like stop. I mean, when you're like, for me in, in anxiety, I'm constantly thinking and I just like can't stop like can't be present. And like, I feel like weightlifting, like does that, you gotta be there or it's, it's going to be non non, yeah, non-beneficial. Yeah. So started weightlifting last October, so mm-hmm. October, 2021. Mm-hmm. What has that process and that journey been like in the last you know year and three months? It has been like one of the greatest things that I could have done for myself. 100%, you know, like it's helped me battle like depression, you know, um, you feel like so, so low some days, you know, and when you get into the weight room and you lift, you know, it reminds you that you have everything that you need inside of you, you know, like you're doing it, you're doing the work. So, I, I mean, that alone gives you like purpose. It reminded me that I'm strong, you know, like when I felt, I don't know if it's like rock bottom, but some of my lowest points over the last year, right? It's reminded me that. Um, I'm really, really strong. Sometimes like surprisingly strong. Like Chad is like, whoa, like you just lifted that. Like that's wild. Jackson during the edge program, like he was like, dude, that is some heavy weight. So it's helped me with reminding myself that I'm strong. You know, um, it's also required some discipline and man, it's allows you to feel love for yourself again. Like I think sometimes like I'll lift something and I'm, and I get like super excited, you know? And like a lot of the times during the day, you, you might not get that, you know, like work can become mundane, not taking away from my job. Like I love my job, but like sometimes it can, those days can be long and you, you might not feel like, oh shoot, I did something great today. But like when you get in that weight room, like you feel awesome about yourself. So even if it's, even if you are just working out, like even if you don't, accomplish something new. It's like just working out. Like there's a sense of accomplishment that you're like, today I did it. Yes. Like for me, when I was battling depression, um, and at my, some of my worst months, like I needed something to feel like I was like 
accomplish that day. Like, so that one hour that I was with my trainer or, and, or that one hour I'm with Chad in the morning, like, you know, like I did that programming or if he programmed it for me, like two days a week, he programmed stuff for me. Like I feel like I couldn't, I could have done everything else wrong in that day. Right. But it's, it's a reassurance that you just have. And it's something that you, you yourself, no, nobody else helped you. You did it. And that helps your brain like feel good for even if it's for like an hour or 30 minutes after, or it's something that I revisit if I feel like if I'm at work or if I have like a tough conversation with a friend, I go back and I'm like, oh no, but I'm actually like, I did that. Like I I actually did something today. So I feel good. Yeah. It's also, um, it sounds like like another measure of success. Yeah. Other than we place work so high on the totem pole when it comes to priorities and measures Mm -hmm. of success that when that's not going well, or if you're always feeling like it's never good enough, well, then it's never going to be good enough. And so to have something external, Mm -hmm. um, that's another thing that not necessarily, oh, did you lift this weight? It's, did you go and did you try? Yes. I mean, showing up is, is half the battle, you know, like I tend to work out early in the morning just cause like, that's the best for my schedule. But just getting there some days, like, oh, I think a couple, even a couple weeks ago, I was just feeling like absolute shit. Hopefully I can curse, but (laughs) absolute shit. And I was just like, gosh, I was in my head. I was starting to spiral. And I, every part of me wanted to text Chad and be like, hey, can we maybe move our session back? Or like, I'm just like not feeling it right now. You, you gotta go. I just had, I told myself, I was like, I know that I'll feel better once I get there. Just get there, you know? That is really like powerful and interesting too, that you had that discipline and that mindset like so early on in your journey of fitness, Mm -hmm. because, you know, motivation is what gets us all started, but discipline is what keeps us going. And I feel like that is a skill that no matter what, like there's, there are some days where, you know, you're sick or something happens, like you definitely need to take it off or to take, choose to take a rest day. Mm -hmm. But then like, a lot of other times, it's just that it's a part of your life. It's a part of your routine and it's discipline. What do you feel like helped you gain that discipline and have this, this sense of commitment? Not to sound like too deep, but uh, there was just no other choice. When you feel like nothing, like, and you feel like, I mean, there was I've, over the last year, I think there were the first time was in January of this year that like, that was the first time like I felt like I did not want to go on. And so when you feel like that low, I f- there just is no other choice, right? You got to like, it's only you. So like, it's either continue to feel like that and find no escape or just like give that one little extra push like, you got to like keep go one more time or just like get there. You'll feel good. I know I'll feel good, but yeah, when you just have no other choice, you just keep going. Like I got, this is for me. Like this is for me continuing on. This is for me. Not like against all odds, but like you, you don't want to keep slipping. So you gotta, I think that's where the commitment comes. Cause I know how far I've come. I know that there's a long way to go, but I definitely don't want to be back where I was in January or 
even like this holiday season last year, I was entered into like a really difficult time. I mean, I think you've touched on it a couple in a couple of different podcasts, but like when you are suffering from some mental health stuff, it is like physical symptoms as well. It's not just like I'm sad, right? Like, you know, like I, I hope people understand that. <laughs> I'm not, I am sad, but. Um, it is physical and mental 100% oh, all the time. Yeah. Like I was throwing up every morning because I was so anxious. And so like the commitment comes because you don't want to be there. Like I, I made that pact with myself that I I don't want to be there. May, some days I might be back there, but I don't want to ever stay there. So that's where the commitment and discipline comes from. There's no other choice when you are dep- are are feeling so so lonely and lost. Um, the only choice is you. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. It sounds like and like superficially like if you've ever done a really tough workout, mm. like a really long workout, that's like. Murph or like 10 to 20 rounds or something (laughs) where it's just so long and you're Mm -hmm. like, you just have to keep going and you, you don't think of, oh, I have 10 more rounds. It's like, I'm just going to do the next rep and the Mm -hmm. next rep and the next round. And then if you look, you know, if you look at the staircase and you're at the bottom, you're like, oh my God, I have so far to go, but Mm -hmm. just take the next step. Right. I think that like, that is what I hope that people can gain from listening to this is uh, that is what weightlifting allows you to see it's so comparable um and and fitness in general it's so comparable to real life you know like life is like you do have to just keep going so like fitness allows it to or and weightlifting allows it to be in a more compact and like comparable way because there are there is failure in weightlifting right i think that like that's also a blessing that weightlifting has showed me when you are so anxious and you want to be right and you and you drive so so hard you are so fearful of failing right and and we talk a lot and like i hear it on like podcasts and i hear it in books and i hear it like in like documentaries that like you just you know like you only learn from you you learn from failure right but like there's a lot of weight a lot of places in real life that as as much as they say failure is like a good thing, they don't really accept it, right? Or at that time, you still get get like punished, for lack of a better word, for, of, failing. for failing. So you do get fearful, right? You don't you don't want to mess up. And with weightlifting, so I, I was I that's why you I kept going or kept trying to be better in work and in life. That like weightlifting, like and sometimes those weights just like don't go up. They just don't move. <laughs> they don't move. Um, and it was wildly frustrating for me the first time. I remember it was actually in in the program I did at Ethos uh, Edge, and I was doing a strict press. Um, oh, it just doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't yeah. go anywhere. And like <laughs> we were at the like halfway mark, and um, everyone else had their numbers went up, and like mine just wouldn't go. It wouldn't go up, and I it's taught me truly about failure that like, you know, sometimes you got to be able to step away. Like I can keep going up to that thing and it's not going to go up. And I had to be okay with that. Like I had to accept like, you know what, Kate, you didn't do it today. But knowing that I will be able to do it, right? That's the difference and the shift in mindset. Like failure isn't a complete loss. Um, It is a loss, but not complete. You can go again tomorrow. You can go again next week and know that that's okay. And again, I can't say it enough trainers and coaches like uh, Jackson wrote, 
because it was 80. I couldn't get 80 to go up. I was trying to get 85. 85 would not go up. So I had 80 at the first week. And then at week four, he wrote 80, but smoother. Like stuff like that is like why trainers and coaches are amazing, right? Just that little like extra like pump up of like, hey, you didn't get it to go up. We get that. But it looked a little bit better. So let's take that as a win. That's why you have, or that's why I think trainers and coaches are like, phenomenal. Can't explain how grateful I am for them. Yeah. I think like fitness and weightlifting in the gym, like it's a playground for success and failure. And Mm -hmm. there's so many ways to win and there's so many ways to fail. And it like teaches you how to find the good Mm -hmm. always. And it also allows you to get practice. Like you said, like you're totally right. And I, I feel like as um like as physical therapists, we say that all the time, like feedback, not failure. And like I literally just posted something about it today. But in so many categories of life, like it still doesn't feel good to fail and people don't yeah. want you to fail. And Mm-mm. so but the gym is like you are allowed to fail and mm-hmm. you are allowed to mess up mm-hmm. and to be able to have that like freedom and take the pressure off and to have a part of your day where like just showing up is the success mm-hmm. and just doing the work. But then from there, it's all just extra. Yeah. It's all just a, a teaching ground for really like the mindset and the self-talk of life. Yeah. And no, like I think that we might not ever have that area or that safe space to feel that until you get into a weight room. I know they can be super intimidating or whatever, but like that is the only – that might be the only space that – it's okay to fail right now, but you get better from the fail. Like you truly do get better. I mean, my strict press got better. I, I just still don't love that lift. I think I think that's the most humbling lift. It's so um, boring because it just yeah. when it doesn't go, it's not like you can push through it. No, it there's no push. It just like doesn't go. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't. <laughs> it's not like a squat or deadlift where you can kind of like grind through it. And like I do, I have seen some people like um, literal strong man, strong men people grind through a strict press, and I'm just like. As soon as you feel like gravity's like, no, you're not going anywhere. It's like, yeah. oh, we go back down and then we right. put it in the rack. Yeah, exactly. What do you feel like have been some of the the changes that you've made mentally and physically like because of trainers and coaches and ultimately fitness and weightlifting in the last year? How has your life changed? So as far as like adding a personal trainer, I mean – I think I tell Chad this maybe every two weeks, maybe every month. Um, and I'm sure he's like, oh, gosh, here she goes again. But um, and I'll, I'll do it to everyone. I, I was just talking to someone about it. Like if if it's allowed me to get into a right space that like now, like I I let you know if you impacted my life in such a good way. And I might overly share and might come off as um, a bit much, but I, I don't shy away from allowing someone to feel important and special and um, a presence, you know, like when I've learned about my, my brain and like battling this, the deeper depression, I remember I, when someone told me that I can do something or when Chad tells me, like, I hear it, like he says, like all you, like when I'm pushing through a lift or when I'm finishing um, some type of like Metcon or whatever, like hearing positive influence and positive feedback is is a game changer. And so I guess I've over the last year 
with this weightlifting and the fitness journey and like and I I think it's also allowed me to see that I need to find a community of like-minded people right you only have uh, so much in you, like, especially when you are feeling super low, like I, my energy level, like my, um, willpower is finite and for the day. And so like, if you surround yourself with people who want to grow and people who want to get better and people who will still be there when you're like not doing your best, you know, like trainers, like they're still there. Sometimes I feel like they might end up being like therapists, you know, like they're, st- they're, they're still there on your, on your bad days and on the days you don't complete a lift or whatever cheering you on. And so I think I've taken away that, like finding a, a, a good community, um, can't speak more highly of ethos. Um, I think, um, Joey is an incredible human being and, and able to, um, collect, uh, and find some of the most amazing individuals um, and put them all under one roof. So finding community, finding a safe space, learning that like my best that day is enough, you know, like, so my best might not be completing all my tasks on my task list, but it it is enough. I have, I have done that day and I've completed that day. And, and um, yeah, so I think those are a couple of things that I've taken away over the last year. Yeah. For anyone who is struggling or maybe on the fence and they're considering working with a personal trainer or coach, what would you tell them? Yeah. I mean, I think first of all, um, obviously not a doctor. Um, but if you are in for me and my mental health journey, like if you are struggling, I cannot encourage it enough. We talk about a lot of times like finding having all these resources right available to you and whatever is on that your resource belt that you need that day so that you can get through that day when you are struggling I mean use it you know and 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 hiring a trainer or finding the right gym community that is one of the best resources and I I just can't put in towards how important I think it is um I mean there's all kinds of studies out there you know like when I have been battling this stuff. I've, I've read a bunch of books and trying to figure out how my brain works and, and why I feel like this and, and, and whatnots and like automatic movement and like moving, moving your body will take you from point A to point B and it will just help all in positive ways. So anybody that's on the fence about the investment, just if you're, if you're not battling depression or anxiety, I mean, I, I, I don't think that there's any, con, you know, like it's you, you're investing in yourself. Right. I've, I've tell people all the time, like now after I've, I've done this, you have to choose you. So what is going to help you succeed in life for you? And for, for me, like fitness and, and feeling strong and feeling healthy and feeling alive. I mean, there's no price tag that goes on to that, you know? And so, um, I would always encourage, I mean, I, I hope I see a day, especially for women, I hope I see a day where everyone is in that weight room. I mean, it just, it really does like change your life in all positive ways. Yeah, totally. Whenever anyone asks like, what would be a good first step to improving my health or what can I do to improve my health? Like, I think the first thing is find a supportive gym community. Yeah, 100%. 
I mean, I found so many things with under that roof, you know, like I worked with Rachel and tried to, and figured out like about recovery, right? And how my body should be properly recovering and what does recovery look like for me? Also like making sure that I'm properly moving my body through some of the exercises. I work with a nutrition coach and I found my nutrition coach um, Kate Henley through that. And nutrition is also very, very important, especially when it comes to mental health. And I think it's part of the the, the fitness inju- industry. It should go hand in hand, you know, when you're, e- when you're fueling your body properly and moving your body properly, that's probably when you will feel your best, um, regardless of the stressors of the, of, of life. Yeah. What is something that, so we're coming up on, on 2023, right? What's something that you're working on or you're looking to focus on or improve or a goal that you have of 2023? So it was funny, like the Sunday after Thanksgiving, I texted Chad and I was like, because I've been thinking about it for a while. I texted Chad and I was like, hey, like, I think I want to do two competitions in 2023, something I would never do a year ago or six months ago or whatever. And he was texted right back and was like, that is so crazy because he had been trying to get together with me that the week before. Um, and obviously Thanksgiving is crazy when it comes to schedules. And um, he was like, that's why I was trying to sit down with you. Like I, I wanted to challenge you to do two things that you would not have done before so that it's something that you and I could work towards or and, and whatnot. And I was like, you know, like that's, you know, Another another plus of having a trainer, you know, someone that wants to see you succeed in different in different limelights, and someone that would like actively want to you to think of what could what you goals that you could accomplish in the future. Um, and so I think twenty twenty three definitely I'm I'm I signed up for for High Rocks. Um, when is that? That is like end of February, February twenty oh, fifth. Okay. Yeah, so I yeah, just did what, it. And I was what like, is it? It's like a a very long race <laughs> um, with different different events. I think it's you have to ski a thousand meters. Uh, you have to do some astronomical amount of burpees and like wall balls, and wall running, balls. I mean, sled, sled push. A lot pull. of more people are doing it recently. Like it's yeah. getting bigger. I think that because um, unlike some of the CrossFit competitions, it's you know what you're training for, right? So like for me, I know what the events are. It's the same race every time. Yeah, it's the same race every time. Okay. So I can just map out my course. I can figure out like what I really do need to focus on in training, which is why Chad and I are doing endurance right now outside of the two days of lifting weights. I think that that's a bit more comfortable for people. For CrossFit, um, some of the lifts, you specifically got to like have a trainer that knows what they're doing. Yeah. What's the other competition that you're doing? Actually CrossFit. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah. So, uh, I think I'm going to try sacred pines. I think that's later on. Yeah. Day. It'll be like July is when it normally yeah. is. Yeah. So, and it's a little, it's more open invite. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's so fun. Yeah. I was like, it won't be some like wild gymnastics move. And so, yeah, just something that I would never, never do. Um, and then going into 2023, I mean, it's just, uh, talking about my mental health and, my fitness journey is something that I will continue to do. You know, like I'll be presenting at a paralegal conference talking about uh, mental health in our legal profession. Um, and obviously I, I can't emphasize them enough in my presentations to move your body and to fuel your body properly. So yeah, just continuing to 
to build on that and um, in 2023. It's really awesome to see how you've completely turned this around to, to not only help yourself, but now to help other people and to share your story so openly. It's just amazing. And I think that, you know, we talked a lot about positive reinforcement, but like you're doing amazing work being willing to share this and like putting in the work every day, whether it's physically or mentally putting in the work and being so open and sharing your story and like coming on today and then doing a presentation for paralegals. Like it's just amazing how the the impact that people have had on you, you are now sharing it and having an impact on everyone else. Yeah. I think it's, that's part of the reason, like you gotta, you, you gotta give back. I am typically very, very quiet and private about myself and my life. Um, I'm not big on like sharing stuff, like talking about my family or talking about, you know, like my friends know what's going on in my life. Like my direct friends know what's going on in my life, but I'm typically pretty private. And, um, this whole journey, uh, for lack of a better term with battling depression and anxiety, it is like I said, extremely lonely, but the times that like I've, I felt okay and were, were when I heard other people talk about it, you know, like when I felt like, oh, okay, like I'm, I truly am not alone. So like that is why I, I share. And sometimes on my um, Instagram, I will open up, up about my struggle that day or, you know, that it's not just like being sad. It's like um, when I'm anxious, I don't eat. And so sharing that with with people will allow them to say like maybe like they're sitting there scrolling through Instagram saying like oh gosh that's me too like it's going to be okay you know like sharing gives also enables people to feel a little bit of hope you know um at least when people would share and I would read it um there is some hope there is there is another there is another side of the mountain you know and then going back to like wanting to like help others uh my boss last year when I was he had to like pull me in his office. I'm sure, bless his heart, he dealt with a lot of tears. Um, he said, when you get to a point where you, that you can, you know, like work on yourself and like do what you need to do. But when you get to the point, you you should give back, you know, like go help other people. Like helping other people makes you feel a little bit better and makes you feel worthwhile and makes you feel worthy. Um, and so that's why also like I do it like when I – if I can help others kind of just understand or not feel alone or tell them some some resources and tools that I used that and continue to lose use, then maybe they won't fall as hard or they'll have if they do, you know, you can't prevent people um, and depression is is what it is. They'll at least maybe remember like, oh, Kate said that like this helps or Kate said that like sh- when she felt like this, like I could try this, you know, like stuff that like when I was, didn't know I was battling depression and anxiety, I didn't have access to, or didn't even know to look to have access to so that I could maybe proactively help myself. And, um, unfortunately I had the downfall or, or, or breaking point or rock bottom. And I just hope that I can give a, a little people tools so that if they are in that rock bottom or, or maybe before they hit that rock bottom. Yeah. Giving like just giving people a hand, reaching out a hand, even when people are in rock bottom, because 
no one wants to feel like they're suffering alone and no yeah. one is mm -hmm. what, like what we know is like all of these conversations turn into mental health conversations because mm -hmm. like we're all struggling and we all have mm -hmm. things that we deal with. And we also all want to make an impact and we all want to help each other and like being able to share your story in hopes that it will inspire someone, but also it'll just show someone like that they're not alone mm -hmm. and that you can get through this. Yeah. I guess like back to that, that book that I read and if anyone hasn't read it um, and is suffering through anxiety and depression, I suggest it's Bravey Alexis Pappas. I mean, it was the first time I like was reading something and like I felt seen. I was like, oh my gosh, she gets it or I'm not crazy. But she said this quote and I like think about it a lot um, and it's and she said, being as kind to yourself as you are hard on yourself is a skill that I've actively had to nurture. That's why like I will keep sharing my my stuff or telling people that they're they're great or can't stop saying how important it is to take care of yourself and be kind to yourself because it is something I battle with and I totally get like um I am the hardest person on myself like when I mess up or if I don't do something right or um if I don't think that I accomplished something I'm the first one to say like dang Kate like what the heck like you could have done better or like you need to stay longer and do better or you failed, you know? And so totally get it. I can easily do that kind of stuff, you know? But like being kind to myself, that is something I think that all of us struggle with, you know? Like truly, like what what could you do in your day that is kind to you? That might be going to the gym. For me, that is being kind to myself. It is waking up and going to either do the the programming that Chad gave me or to go and and to my personal training session. Being kind to myself is fueling my body. Being kind to myself is, I don't know, drinking water throughout the day. Being kind to myself is going to sleep and and working on that kind of stuff. Journaling, walking with friends. I don't know. Like the list is infinite. Being kind to yourself is maybe going and working really hard on your small business. I mean, that is you. Like whatever you need to do to be kind to yourself, you it's something that I think that we overlook, but I remember Joey um, talked about, um, and it's something I look back at all the time, is not a lot of people want to do the one like the work. There's only like a one to three percent of us that really want to put in the daily work. And the daily work isn't like a daily grind. Like I think that 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 whole like grind grind till you get it. Like I get it. Um, sounds great. But what is the daily work? I think that that's what this journey and that's that's what fitness has helped me see is that is that's the work, you know, being kind to yourself, choosing yourself, lifting the heavy weight, putting the food in your body. Like that is the work. How are you going to like choose you and be kind to yourself so that you can be your best person? And man, your best person is, is who the world wants to see, you know, again, you got to find that community. And I, that's why I think I gravitated and stay with ethos and stay with Chad and stay with my friends that understand that like, I might not be my best some days. I can get ir irritable because I get overly stressed. And like, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I am 100% not perfect. Um, I have days where I'm like so stressed out because of life or like I'm, I get really, really down and like crying in the morning or whatever. But like you got to have those people that get it like it's okay that she's she's having like not such a good day, but you know, like like my best friend said, like it's okay to be sad, but like we can't let the sadness last forever. You go, you go again tomorrow, you know, like we can't let we can't 
you need those type of people. Um, and I want to be that type of person for any, anyone else too, you know, like it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel these emotions. That's the beauty of being a human is like, we get to feel emotions, right? But they're not forever. Um, and it's how we use those emotions to better ourselves. is, is the work. Yeah. I mean, and, and even a, an emotion like happiness, like is not forever. And so it really, no, it's not natural to be happy all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is not the goal. Yeah. So it sounds like, Finding a gym community mm-hmm. and then finding regular daily ways to be kind to yourself. Yeah. And what's one like last message that for any health professional, fitness professional, personal trainer, for anyone who's listening, you want to share and you want to tell them? I guess number one would be thank you. I know that the days can get super, super long. Not all the clientele can be as like kind or 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 whatever um but i guess my message would would definitely be how if on days that you feel like you don't you're not making an impact or like you're getting lost in whatever dream like i know a couple of couple of people here that have started up fitness studios but like not only ethos but the vault mikhail and devon like I have so much respect for them. They built something from the ground up and it's there to help people. Like that is, that is amazing. Like you, you're choosing to like help people, um, and, and support people on being their better selves and their best selves. So I think from all of us that, um, might not say it every day or maybe me like overshares every day, um, that I'm so grateful for you all, you all make the world a better place. And, um, yeah don't don't stop being you that's awesome thank you for sharing that and thank you so much for sharing your story yeah yeah it was my pleasure to keep up with caitlin you can find links to her social media in the show notes below otherwise make sure you subscribe to the show new episodes are out every monday have an awesome week